This is Caregiver's Compass, an uplifting podcast all about the ins and outs of caregiving for a loved one. Tips, tricks, true stories, and experts. It's all here on Caregiver's Compass. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Caregiver's Compass. My name is Stephanie Muscat. I am a registered social worker and psychotherapist. Please note that this episode is not the act of psychotherapy. The sponsor for today's episode is Compassionate Callers. Compassionate Callers is a calling service that is able to call anyone at any age, anywhere they call home. Loved ones can receive up to five calls per day, seven days per week, and these calls can serve a multifaceted purpose, from gentle reminders for meals and medication, to intake to proactive fall risk assessments, and if your loved one has recently been discharged from hospital, this can ultimately minimize chances of hospital readmission. During the holiday season, you may notice that your loved one could use some extra attention through phone calls, and Compassionate Callers can do just that and give you peace of mind that you deserve. They offer a free assessment and emergency contact protocol for each client they serve and would love to provide that for you and your loved ones. To learn more about Compassionate Callers, visit www.compassionatecallers.com. Have you noticed that since your loved one became unwell or since they started progressing that all of a sudden the people who were once in their life who used to come over, whether it's friends or family, no longer come by? This can usually happen after quite some time when the quote-unquote novelty of the diagnosis is no longer and when this becomes a reality This can be so jarring and so lonely. It can be so hard for your loved one, depending how aware they are of the situation. But regardless of whether they're able to communicate or show insight into this, it's still difficult for them to be on their own. And it's difficult for you as their caregiver to see that these people you once thought were close to your loved one, to you, are no longer stepping forward. It can seem like you don't matter. It can feel like people don't care. And it's awful. It's truly awful. This is a case that's too common and one that I can relate to personally with my own mom, uh, where after quite some time, people stopped showing up. People stopped calling. My mom obviously wasn't able to engage in the same way that she used to, could not continue conversations or lead conversations or contribute to conversations. And suddenly the friends that used to show up just stopped coming. I'm going to talk today about why this can happen, ways to communicate with other people when it comes to this and ways that you can support yourself as the caregiver in this. The truth is that there are several reasons why people may stop coming. Oftentimes people are afraid. They're afraid to see change in the people they care about. They're afraid to see change that is very real because it scares them for their own life. It can remind them of circumstances they've had before that can feel triggering to them. 
And none of this is your fault and none of this is your loved one's fault, but this is the truth. Other times people don't want to bother you. They don't want to bother your loved one. They don't know what time might be right. They don't know how to come forward and ask to come, or they wait for you to ask them to come because they think you must be so busy. And these are some of the most common reasons why people don't step forward anymore and don't come. Plus, sometimes people feel awkward. They feel that they don't know how to deal with someone who has had a cognitive decline or a significant health change or a shift in who they are. And it hurts them, but they also don't want to do something wrong. They don't want to say the wrong thing, and they don't want to cause a trigger. And instead of asking, they prefer to sit back. So how do you possibly navigate this? Because you are noticing now that people aren't coming forward. You probably already felt so alone and isolated in your caregiving. And all you want is for people to show up, to be there, to show that they care, to show that they want to engage with your loved one because they love them. Spend time with you. You're there caring, but it doesn't mean other people can't also be present and show you love maybe come with some coffee or come with something else and spend some time with you. That is all that we can want as caregivers and people can really turn a blind eye and disappear. So what I am a big fan of is communication. And I will preempt this by saying communication is not the easiest thing to do, particularly if you are not someone who is an open communicator in the first place. So this can take practice and work, but communicating your needs is essential here because a lot of people have well-meaning intentions, but they decide that they're waiting for you and they want you to communicate and they prefer to step back and not bother you and really be at your beck and call. So I always find it helpful to communicate to these people and say, you know, if it's your loved one's friend, hey, my mom would really love to see you. She hasn't seen you in a really long time. I can tell that she misses you and she would really like a visit. Or something like, it gets really lonely for me during the day, caring on my own all the time, and I know that maybe you're not sure what to do or what to say, but all I need is for you to be here. A lot of people would love the opportunity to show up and come, although it can feel like they don't, and it can feel very anger-provoking and very frustrating, and it can feel like you don't want to reach out because you wish they would come forward but this is human nature. This is just the reality of what I see a lot. And a lot of people will welcome an invitation to show up. Now, the truth is that even if you communicate, some people won't come and they'll come up with reasons why they can't. And I can't really explain each individual situation, but what I can say is we have to also be prepared that not everybody we communicate with is going to show. And there is a lot of loss in caregiving. There's a lot of loss in our loved one, who they were once and who we think they're going to be. But there's also a lot of loss in the people around us. People change, circumstances change. They were once there for a specific purpose. Maybe they wanted to be there because 
you were in a social setting or they appreciated a certain circumstance that you engaged with them in, or they wanted to be with your loved one at the golf course, for example, and now they can't do that anymore. And so frankly, they're just, they're not there. They're not interested. It's not their season. And that is very hard to grasp and process. And so we have to be prepared for that before we engage in communication. But there are people out there. And so if you find yourself focusing on the people who don't show up versus the people who do, and if you find yourself focusing on all of the people who aren't there versus the one or two that are, you will be very, very alone and you will feel very sad. And so can we shift our mindset and our perception to look at all of the people who are showing up, who are there, right? Instead of thinking to ourselves, Aunt Betty and Uncle Bob haven't come in a year and I don't know where they are and it's making me really upset. Can we think about how your friend Pearl shows up once a week or your other friend texts you or calls you and checks in, right? The person who wants you to go for dinner with them, it can feel so much easier to focus on the negative and we tend to go there a lot as human beings but we have to shift our mind frame sometimes and say okay I know these people haven't come but these people have and I may have lost a lot of people that I thought were prominent in my life and that is really really hard but I still have these people right this is painful stuff. I'm not, I'm not going to start to pretend that it isn't. It is astonishingly difficult. And so we have to try and focus on the positives when we can after being so let down and so upset and so disappointed for so many different reasons. And so by communicating, by acknowledging who's there, by validating ourselves, by acknowledging the emotions that are very, very real that you are allowed to have, we can change the narrative and the situation while also preparing to be disappointed in moments. And it's not cut and dry and it's not easy and there is no magic answer, but these are the things that I feel can often help those in this situation. And if you are in this circumstance, Just know that it's not just you. I've been there too. What if the people in our lives no longer resonate and we don't feel that we can relate to them any longer? This is when we have to tap in and go outside of the box to our caregiving networks. There are a lot of caregiving networks out there right now. I have been so astounded by how every single day I learn about more and They are so easy to access now, whether we go on Instagram, whether we go on Facebook, we have to tap into the communities that can relate to us and that we can relate to. And so that might be the place that we go. Maybe there's a local chapter in your area, whether it's the Alzheimer's Society, whether it's Wellspring, whether it's private locations or other publicly funded non-for-profits. There are groups out there that we can tap into and share our frustrations with, and community is so vital and important when the people that we once knew did step forward no longer do. 
it can be exhausting because we're already so tired and we're like, why do I have to go outside now and find these people? It's so tiring to connect. It's so tiring to meet people. But I can tell you that once you go out there and you meet them, it is a game changer. There are people out there who have WhatsApp groups of other caregivers where they can just message them on the WhatsApp group and say, oh my gosh, today I'm having a really hard day. Or do you know what happened today? This was so difficult. Or these people are not coming forward. And these can be your people. They can motivate you. They can bring light into your life. They are connections at a time when you need to be able to relate to others. So I would truly encourage you to go out there and find these people who you can relate to. And I've said this before, but if you don't know where to go, message me. I will try and find you the resources and the support groups out there and not even the therapeutic support groups, but just the the groups of people that can get you, that you can relate to. So thank you once again for being here and for listening and for your time. I appreciate you. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Caregiver's Compass. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think would love it. I'm Stephanie Muscat. Have an uplifting day and I'll see you next time.